0: Did you know that the first tow truck was invented in 1913 by Ernest Holmes in Chattanooga, Tennessee? His first version was made out of a modified Cadillac. Welcome to the Lore of the South. Hey y'all, welcome back to Lore of the South with me, Kelly Cruz. Up front, sorry this is coming out a day or so late, but mama had a big old case of the I don't want us. It's like a case of the Mondays, but it lasts for days. We also had a pretty bad summer cold make her run through the household. We we're all vaccinated, We'd right have thought we were dealing with Delta. You may still be able to hear it in my voice. I had this mess a couple of weeks ago or more, and I still don't sound right. Anyway, how the heck are y'all enjoying your summers, I hope? Like I was saying before, this is late, whether it was from pure laziness or maybe I just couldn't get into the original topic I had picked out, but after changing things up, I dove right into the research and got down to writing. This one is partially inspired by my husband, producer Mike, who has been on a bourbon kick of late and partially from, a of all things, a whiskey commercial that I saw a while back. Before any of y'all try to yell at your phones about the differences between whiskey and bourbon, I'm aware... All bourbon is whiskey, but all whiskey isn't bourbon. So there's that. Nathan Nearest Green, known as Uncle Nearest to friends and family, was thought to have been born sometime in the 1820s in Maryland. He was born into slavery and would remain a slave until the 13th Amendment was signed into law in 1865. Records show him working on a farm in Lincoln County near Lynchburg, Tennessee. The farm was owned by Dan Call, a preacher, grocer, and distiller. Green was leased to Call by a human leasing company called Landis and Green. As a researcher of Southern history, I'm always disgusted, but rarely surprised at what humans do and did to each other. Can you imagine leasing a person like you would a car or a piece of equipment? But anyways, back to the story think we can guess where Nathan's last name came from. Probably the Green from Landis and Green, maybe? It was at Call's farm that Nathan Green perfected his distilling techniques. He used pure running water that was naturally purified through limestone. He then filtered the whiskey through sugar maple charcoal, a process that was probably learned from his West African ancestors, who used charcoal to purify their drinking water. This was done before being placed in oak barrels to age, a process that would become known as the Lincoln County Process. It was sometime in the 1850s that a young boy by the name of Jack Daniel came to work at the call farm. Jack was born in either very late 1848 or early 1849. His mother died soon after he was born, and his exact birth date either wasn't recorded or was lost in a fire. So someone cut the difference and chose January 1849 as his birth month and year. Jack was the youngest of 10, and his father remarried in 1851. It would have been soon after the marriage that Jack was sent to live and work on the Call farm. He was described as undersized for his age, but willing to work. When Jack showed an interest in what Uncle Nearest was doing at the still, Call sent him to be trained by Uncle Nearest, Call himself was quoted as to saying, Uncle Daris is the best whiskey maker I know. He went on to say to Green, I want Jack to become the world's best whiskey distiller, if he wants to be. You help me teach him. And that's how Jack Daniel came under the tutelage of a slave. The Civil War came. Call went off to fight in the Confederacy, leaving all of his businesses, congregation, and still behind. be maintained by family, Uncle Nearest, and young Jack Daniel. It's thought this is when Jack picked up his knack for business and sales. Upon Call's return, his wife and congregation both gave him the ultimatum that he had to choose between his flock or his whiskey still. Call chose the church and sold his operation to Jack. Jack and newly freed Uncle Nearest, acting as the first head distiller for Jack Daniel's Tennessee Whiskey, were in business. Jack also employed three of Green's sons as well. When Jack moved the location of the distillery, Nearest decided it was time for him to retire. He retired pretty well-to-do. The Greens were one of the most prominent families in the area, black or white. This speaking to the fact that Jack Daniel paid his employees based on tenure, not race. The Green family still continues to be employed by the Jack Daniels Company to this day. The Greens worked for the world-famous whiskey makers through two state prohibitions and one national. At one time, they even moved the company to St. Louis to avoid Tennessee blue laws. Seven generations of Greens have now worked for the same company for more than 150 years. There is no death date for Uncle Nearest Green. He last showed up in an 1880 census with his name misspelled. We know his wife's name was Harriet and that they had 11 children, nine sons and two daughters. Uncle Nearest had nearly disappeared into history, except in the hearts of his descendants, until an article was published in the New York Times in 2016 that brought his story to light. Much of what is known about him today is thanks to Fawn Weaver, who created the Nearest Green Foundation. She assembled a team of historians, archivists, archeologists, and genealogists to research and form a better picture of the man who was the first master distiller for Jack Daniel's Tennessee Whiskey, the first African-American distiller, and the man who taught Jack Daniel himself. They now have a small batch distillery that carries the name of Uncle Nearest. So if you're over 21 and have a taste for whiskey, maybe pick up a bottle of Uncle Nearest to try and make sure you give the man himself a toast. Side Notes this is where I shout out a couple of extra facts that I couldn't fit into the main body of the story. You might have wondered why he went by Nearest and not Nathan. Uncle Nearest would have been well aware of Nathan Bedford Forrest, one of the greatest races to ever live. That was in fact who recruited Preacher Call to join the Confederacy. And after the South lost, a butt-hurt Forrest created the KKK. I think it's within reason that Nearest maybe didn't like sharing the first name with a monster. A couple of other interesting points. Jack's real name was Jasper Newton Daniel, and he was only a second-generation American. So yay for that immigrant spirit, am I right? Alright, y'all. I hope Uncle Nerus' story was worth the delay. Y'all know I always root for the underdog, and I love it when they overcome and come out on top. Follow us on social media for pictures relating to the story. Though there aren't any known photos of Uncle Nearest, there are lots of his family. Also follow us for podcast updates. Just search Laura the South on both Facebook and Instagram. If you want to get in touch, I can be reached at lorethesouth@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you liked what you heard, please be so kind to leave us a written five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And maybe share us with a friend. And with that, we'll talk to y'all later on Lord of the South.